This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. This is TL Talk Radio, Season 1, Episode 12. Welcome to TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Finney-Hetton and Randy Ziegenfuss, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. And I'm Lynn Finney-Hetton. Hello, Randy. Good afternoon, Lynn. So today we're going to talk with our listeners about how we met the Act 126 mandatory reporting a requirement for our district, and, and we had some success with that, so I'm excited to share that. For those of you who don't know, PA districts are faced with uh, yet another mandate in which we need to train all of our employees in the recently updated mandatory reporting laws, and, and employees need three hours every five years. Um, so it was a good opportunity to revisit some laws, and uh, we're excited to tell you about how it went. Now, we've heard that other districts are having their teachers watch several hours of videos to meet the requirements of the new Act 126. Instead, we decided that we were going to use this as an opportunity to build our leadership within our staff. And we did this by asking our social worker and our elementary school counselor to prepare and present the training around one Act 126, which is... Uh, related to child abuse training and mandated reporter. In order to do this, we provided these two folks, the social worker and the guidance counselor, with significant support along the way. And I think that's really the key, Randy, to why this worked so well for us and and the feedback that we got um, after the workshop from various uh, stakeholders. Um, So just to begin with, we gave them a lot of opportunities to attend other trainings and gather resources. And that was an investment in, you know, both human and financial um, capital. They attended some trainings, including one provided by our solicitor, one provided by our local intermediate unit. They actually had the opportunity to review the training that our local intermediate unit would be selling to us if we chose to purchase it and uh, make some suggestions about that training. And in that process, doing that, they were able to see some resources and think about how they could refine the process and make it more effective for us. And early on, because this was a a, a state mandate, Act 126, that we knew that we needed to update our policy, our policy on child abuse and mandated reporter. And so we involved, uh, after they had gone to the training, we involved our two staff members in helping us to look at the policy and uh, actually review it internally, which typically we do with most policies, and using our state school board association 
uh, model policy with all the new updates uh, since this uh, act had various pieces of legislation that fed into it. It was a pretty complex uh, and, a, and a very major revision of our policy. And they were able to provide some insight, too. So it was great to have their insight with that policy. And um, as we, we developed that with our team and our school board, so, you know, we gave them opportunities to attend training and, and learn and gather their resources and build their confidence. We provided them with an opportunity to really be engaged stakeholders in the complete process. And in addition, in addition to the policies, we invited them to, to draft some reporting procedures, some internal procedures that would be distributed to all of our staff. Uh, we worked with them to draft those procedures, and then they sat down with our administrative team about a month or so before this um, in-service on January 19th, and this very collaborative process with the team allowed all of us to get a better understanding of the tra training, the requirements, and the development of these procedures that we need to give to everybody. And, you know, some of those include who do you call, when do you call, um, when do you report to your supervisor? What do you report to your supervisor? When is the nurse involved? You know, a lot of those decision-making um, conversations happened as a whole group and as a team so that we're all on the same page with these procedures. And working up to that meeting, the administrative meeting that the, the two staff members attended, Lynn and I met with, with them periodically and uh, had a set agenda and would work through the various components of the presentation, answering their questions in terms of the many gray areas uh, in, in procedures and things like that. Uh, so it was a very collaborative effort, and uh, we worked our way up to uh, that meeting with the administrative team and then on to the professional development day where they presented to roughly 350 staff members. Yeah, it was pretty. It was a, a pretty incredible experience for them and and for us. And I think we did our part by making sure they were prepared and making sure they were comfortable. And they did their part by making sure they had the content knowledge, and um, the preparation. Um, in terms of helping them be comfortable, you know, the day before that Friday, we met with them in the auditorium where they would be presenting. We tested the mics. We showed their slideshow. We made sure that all of the technical barriers which could be a challenge were removed for them you know we even repositioned the podium to put it in a spot where they were most comfortable presenting to their colleagues and um, employees so we really worked hard to make this a very collaborative project to make sure that they were prepared and comfortable and to provide this this training um, to all of our staff members so how successful was our training on Act 126? And I think from the feedback from many of the participants and from our presenters, it was very much a success. Uh, for the training, we not only had our usual cohort of teachers and support staff, we invited substitutes, coaches, and uh, others, other employees um, and volunteers who work in our district. Uh, we started off the morning with breakfast, uh, so we had a little bit of social time together, and then we all moved to the auditorium in a very structured, actually three-and-a-half-hour workshop, and the the focus from the group uh, was very good, and we had set some expectations up front for staff members to support their colleagues uh, in presenting this very important information, and I think that was another part of the expectation, too, is that we... we reiterated that this wasn't just going through the motions of meeting the requirements of a particular law. It was something that ultimately 
uh, was going to benefit our students. So when our staff has the knowledge of how to identify child abuse and what their responsibility is to report it, our students are all the better for that. So it was a bit risky having that many people in the room and uh, having more of a lecture style with a little bit of interaction and engagement throughout uh, built into the presentation. And it really helped too that uh, we used a little bit of technology and obviously people had their laptops and we had a back channel. And so it was very helpful as we went through the three and a half hours for us to stop and for Lynn to share some of the questions that were happening in the back channel. And they were really thoughtful questions and uh, helped us to clarify some things and also provided us with some scenarios that maybe we hadn't thought of. And so now we need to go back and try and find some answers to some of those questions. And, you know, the back channel was a great idea and it was a great way for us to model the use of technology because a back channel teachers could be using in their classrooms, uh, presenters could be using, and we could be using with parents during open house nights. So we have a lot of different opportunities to use that technology and teachers were able to see that embedded very naturally in this presentation. I think another reason this, this presentation worked was because our admin also supported our uh, presenters. You know, our principals were engaged. They were sitting alongside and learning. Our staff members were focused. And, you know, Randy and I stayed close to the presenters and answered questions as needed so that they felt supported. Um, you know, we made notes of other questions, which we need to answer later. For example, we had a question come up about athletic trainers and nurses. So we know that we have some additional work to do that was uncovered as a result of having this interactive dialogue that would not have happened had we chosen to use the videos. So, you know, we, we met this expectation, but we far exceeded the expectation and the mandate by, you know, making sure that our, our teachers and our staff members are ready and able to identify indicators of child abuse, to follow our pro proper procedures, um, by bringing everybody together equally and having this meaningful dialogue, we had a really successful section uh, with our staff members. So I'm really proud of the work that they did, and I'm proud of the work that we and our admin team did to support them along the way. I would agree. So in this episode, you've heard how we created some opportunities from a state mandate that came down towards us. And uh, you also heard how we're supporting the development of teacher leaders. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. And in each episode, we leave you with a question or two to think about with the idea of provoking some conversation. So this week's questions, how are you creating opportunities from state mandates? Even though we're forced to implement many of these mandates, we can look at them as an opportunity. And so how do you, how do you do that? And what mandates might you have made some opportunities out of. Second question, how are you supporting your teacher leaders? Visit our blog at tltalkradio.org and have a comment, leave a comment or a voicemail or use the hashtag tltalkradio and we'll share your ideas in a future episode. There'll be some show notes and links to the resources mentioned in this podcast and you can access them at tltalkradio.org. You can also ask, a, ask us a question or provide a suggestion for a future episode by clicking on the red send voicemail button on the right side and leave us a message. Please follow us on iTunes and leave a review. And other than that, I think that's the end of this episode. Thanks, Lynn, and we'll see everybody next time. Have a great week.
you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments, you can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.